Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A perfect marriage of technology and oh. content. Forecast after dark. On well, Twitter. So we just finished <laughs> explaining to our, our gator son, Richard Johnson, that we're not stupid. The internet is stupid. I mean, we're I'm stupid. stupid. It is. I am, I am stupid. I will accept not that stupid. We're not as stupid as this. Oh, we're way over a thousand. We can go ahead and light this candle. All right, start the yelling. Candle is not firmly in your ass. Start yelling. <laughs> Forecast after dark for men. Whoa. Did he just blow out? So I think what happened is Spencer yelled so goddamn loud that neither Zoom nor the Twitter space picked him up at all. Yeah, that I was, but that was I did because he's in the room <laughs> like 20 feet away from me. It's so nice to have this not happen to me. Is there like ultraviolet but for sound? Like is there a sound that is not in the visible spectrum of hearing or whatever? You know when the National Weather Service ran out of hurricane colors and they had yeah. to like change to neon pink after yeah. dark red? This is that. Hey, uh, sound off with emojis if y'all can hear us just to make sure. No, go ahead. In the comments. Go oh, ahead. We're actually we, asking you to comment. We've been saying comment. sound off in the comments for way too long, and now that's finally mm-hmm. going to come home to roost. Can you? But did y'all hear me? Hey, I see emojis. All right, let's get All right. it. Caden wants to know, will this still be a podcast? Caden, it is so sweet that you think we know that. <laughs> There's it a good will... chance. There's a... Perhaps. We will We will type it Perhaps out. Perhaps it will, will be a podcast. It, we will send it to you uh, like an old copy of Ranger Rick. Which we have done read before. Read it to your children. That's true. We did do that once. Yeah. This is MacBrownHandshake.com is still available. Thank you, John Kaluter. Yeah. This is the full cast after dark. This is the live. Meow. Arf. The shutdown full cast week one. The 2022 college football season. And yes, there was a week zero, but we, we waited until we had red meat. And that's, by red meat, that's I mean definitely what it was. Scott Satterfield's ass. We we waited, we because we were ready, but we chose not to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The readiness was super high. Mm-hmm. That's what we were doing. We were waiting on Ohio State. That's what I mean by red meat. Scarlet meat. Mm, delicious scarlet meat. The Bucks. That is what the they Bucks. eat. That is that is what Ohio State fans eat. It is true. I haven't had a good. I haven't had a good crap since the Trestle era. That's how. <laughs> that's what a good Ohio State fan I am. Listen, a clogged GI tract is just easy traveling, as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of clogged GI tracts and travel, we got to uh, start off week one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's, <laughs> that's right. I want to go ahead and say a couple of things about Pittsburgh because we were there for the backyard brawl. First of all, Pitt, delightful game day environment, outstanding student section, uh, just a good 
live way to start the season, even if Pitt is determined to drag Pitt football back to the 1980s. Don't put, that, I, on, don't put that on Pitt. It's on Pat Narduzzi. It's on, it's Pat, Narduzzi. on Pat Narduzzi. Yes. They, they pay him money, though. Pat they, Narduzzi, <laughs> Pat Narduzzi saw the passing game working and said, I will not. I don't want I that anymore. Not. I do not like it. Yeah, the 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 first play of Pitt's uh, game post uh, the the dreaded points scoring era, man, that was destined to be a run. That one was scripted <laughs> by the Dews himself. This actually happened. They had Kenny Pickett, Heisman winner and Pitt savior of the 21st century, greatest stellar him, of all time. They had him unveil the ACC champions banner off of the walkway, right? Like they put it off the side of the breezeway. Everyone clapped, and then Pitt came out in what? I-formation twins, baby, and they ran power. It was Narduzzi being like, enough of that shit. He didn't do shit. <laughs> it was me. It was I'm the me dad here. Me. I'm the dad here. I just want you guys to know if, if Alex was here, how much Alex would be flipping his shit right now. Oh, we got plenty of that at Pitt. <laughs> Yeah. About which part, Richard? The uh, the the dues. I would say the the audio infrastructure to try to get this off the uh, off the ground. Oh, oh that. <laughs> well, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, Richard. Richards are Richards are witness now. This setup is not our fault. Shout out to Pittsburgh, land of fried taters. Um, we had I can't even I lost count of how many fried potato meals. Uh, we met uh like almost the entire pit internet at uh, various tailgates and so forth wonderful time wonderful crowd wonderful game proud of our collective alma mater mm-hmm. kicking off kicking off week one and then nothing happened friday so uh, saturday hey it's still saturday it's been a great we got three gators on the on the call uh-huh did something happen did something how y'all happen? feeling <laughs> i want to hear it. y'all, f- y'all hear it. <laughs> hey man you fucking poor mouthers utah florida circled it as the game of the week if utah had won we'd talk utah Florida won. Let's talk Florida. You goddamn right. Let's talk Florida. I will say, as far as poor mouthing all offseason goes, I actually like. I I am not the one in the contingent that usually poor mouths Florida. To be fair, but I did no. come into I did come into this week not thinking that they were going to win that game. And short of two pretty insane fourth down stops, they were uh, goal line stops. They wouldn't have. Also, like. I think there should be some distinction between the way in which we usually poor mouth Florida and the fact that we were talking about a Utah team that nearly won the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and is very good and very well. Co- like it had as much to do with Utah is a really impressive team as Florida is new. Jason commissioner, uh, a word, a point of <laughs> point of contention here. Does uh-huh. talking about the, does post gaming, their pregame poor mouthing of Florida constitute talking about the Gators. Uh, I think it's an uh, it's it's a free space right now. I think. Okay. Okay. Ryan, you're eating into your time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I I actually I would like to yield all of my time to Spencer and Richard because I don't I was fully prepared for Florida to lose that game and to be fine with it because they looked they looked pretty good for most of it and it wasn't. Uh-huh. It was. De- I am delighted that they won. It's super fucking fun that they won. But it was not really going to eat me up if if Utah had scored a touchdown at the end there because it's like, damn, Florida in game one of a new regime hung with a very, very good Utah team. And I'm fine with that. Oh, we're up to 1955 listeners. Notre Dame's favorite year. It would it would have eaten me because Ventrell Miller dropped that. Yes, that that part sucked. Yeah. 
but you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like he wasn't going to throw another interception for another Florida defender to intercept because that's totally what Cam Rising did. Cam Rising should never ever run a called pass play. He should just run that way or run that way, and then he should just wing some shit because that's when he's scariest. I'm like, oh, that guy has a mullet. He's from he's from the high Sierra. He's wild. He's just a winging it and a walling. And no, he, don't call. Don't run a call play. Don't run a call play by Andy Ludwig. Don't do that. Okay, make something up. This is my favorite thing. My favorite thing <laughs> is when the play doesn't matter. This happened on two occasions. Okay, both in the reverse and in the converse. Okay, um, what you had was this. Oregon actually ran the play that the OC called. That was bad. Florida on a two point conversion just had Anthony Richardson out there just doing stuff, just doing stuff, just spin. Anthony Richardson, I think I kind of get why Anthony Richardson didn't start earlier than he did last year because he he must have infuriated Dan Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Because look, God, like I, I think everybody who listens to to me on Split Zone Duo knows what I think about Dan Mullen, the the schemer, the play caller, the offensive architect, the chess it, master. It has got to just have drove drove him insane for Anthony Richardson to take these perfect plays as he draws them up and just do whatever it is that he did for instance on the two-point conversion when he pump when he pump faked a jump pass and then pirouetted and booted out the other way to to get it in the end drew it up that way and then later in the game ran back the jump uh the 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 uh, jump fake at, at least once or twice more the pump fake okay i will i will say i do have one regret about florida winning and that is that I, I think it would have been truly funny if Utah had won on the foot of a 30-year-old British man in <laughs> Central Florida, which is like every Brit's dream is to go to Central Florida and become uh-huh. famous for one night. I've done it, lad. I've done it. <laughs> I'm now Duke of Orlando. I think for the first time in probably two years, I want to say, Florida's got that dog in them. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a while. U- Utah always has that dog in. Even, even when Utah's sure. terrible, they got that dog in them. But Florida uh, is often the the opposite. But uh, this was a good ass game, man. Both teams both both teams fought hard. I know, like you can actually say sincerely, both teams play hard. Yeah, both teams play hard. I will I will also say this: it is amazing to look over at the sidelines of Florida and see a coach who I'm like, he seems chill. <laughs> like you look over and i was like ah it's fourth and three what are they doing they're running the clock down this is madness you look over and billy napier's like hey man you want a beer like he just seems so like hey no it's cool we got it fine hey and if you're dan mullen look at it this way at least he didn't have to talk about this on television i also like that kyle whittingham at this point looks like he is has been touring with a country music group for 30 years straight. Like, hasn't oh, been home. Kyle Whittingham sleeps in a kiln. Hasn't been home. Just I just like, realized tonight I've never seen him sweat. He's on I've, that never Tom seen Cof- that sweat. I've never seen him with a freckle. He's on that Tom Coughlin workout plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to- the workout that Tom Coughlin gives to himself, not to his players. It's a, it's, it's a fucking crime that Utah's not going to the Big Ten. It really is. They are... Yes. They yes. are spiritually and footballally the most Big Ten program that the Pac-12 <laughs> has to offer, and they're just going to get fucking passed over because they're not in California. Literally passed over. Yes. Yeah. Big Ten literally flew over this Big Ten-ass program to go get UCLA. It ain't right. 
The other thing I really enjoyed about Utah in this game, Utah talks a ton of shit. Like, every time you saw a Florida player getting up at a Utah player's face, like, two other Utah players would come and start talking shit. Utah started talking shit. It was great. I did not expect that, and I I was not prepared for that. And I was like, oh, this team is good. I like this team. This team that will go to Gainesville and just be like, fuck you, your house is stupid, and I hope you burn it down. <laughs> Yeah, th- these guys are going to beat the shit out of everything else in the Pac-12. <laughs> Kudos to them for also uh, basically doing away with the, well, they won't be able to deal with the humanity. Yeah, no, they were fine. They were fine. They had a problem. Except when it came for that to... guy who threw up in like the first quarter. Get it out of the way. That's good for you. It, yeah. it was honestly unclear if he was throwing up or was like trying to summon fire. It was a little confusing. It was definitely Gatorade, which makes yes. me think he just loaded up too much on the pregame Gatorade. Yes. yes. Oh, it was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. red. Yes. Too much too much of the blood of my enemies. That's, <laughs> just, and, and by the way, that's when you do it. First quarter, right? First quarter. They had a couple of cramping issues. Otherwise, like, shouts out to the hydration crew. Y'all were amazing. Okay. Good so job, you, Utah. Do you, have, do you have any more yelling about Florida you want to do? Only this that it was amazing not to see a coach on the sidelines who was like, ah, my masterpiece! No! Like this, not like that! Like, like shit's going wrong, and he's, uh, and, and your new coach is sort of like, okay, we'll we'll ad- adapt to this new information. Ah, hitch and you'll step! Ah, put Emory Jones back in! This is like some sort of confusing rolled doll villain you've turned Dan Mullen into. Yeah, I didn't listen this long to have to hear Lou Holtz's voice ever again. Cut that shit out. I, I was picturing of, I'm picturing a uh, Connecticut vampire. That's what I think I'm getting here. Your vampire, but yeah, close enough. We're there. UConn, one and one, baby. One and one, 500. Who, think about that, by the way. What character in contemporary history has become a vampire and gone, I think I'm going to stay around New Haven. I think I'm going to I think I'm just going to go around stores. This is where I'm at. I have eternity. I'm going to spend it in Connecticut. No vampire's ever done that. And if Randy Edsel had been given the opportunity to stay, he would have. Hey, Ryan, speaking of playoff teams and naturally of Randy Edsel, can we get an update on our playoff picks? Oh, God. All right. Uh, let's see. Go let's do pull, math. Let's pull those yeah. up real quick. Um, off of memory, I can tell you that Wyoming won in some version of overtime, so they're one of my playoff picks, and they had started the season 0-1, so that was a problem. Vanderbilt, which Holly and I both have, 2-0, baby! That's right! Nebraska, which Jason and I both have, 1-1, baby! Got the dub. Covered. I have have Liberty. I don't like it, but they're 1-0! Spencer, your Cal pick is looking good. Your Eastern Carolina pick, man. Mm. Oh, Oh, so so close. close. So, hey, we are uh, the Twitter space is well over two thousand, by the way. Just, just the audacity of the audacity of NC State to beat another team by watching them do the most NC State po- shit possible. Fucking rude. I think it's I think it's a display of our power to show that this is how closely this is how far we can elevate your team. It's not far enough to overcome like NC State having weird magic, but look at the platform we can put you on. Mm-hmm. Spencer, you've got Notre Dame. They dropped to zero and one. Yep. Yeah. Holly is still sitting best right now. Holly has Utah this State, very which, stupid. which is one and one. Unfortunately, didn't didn't really do much against Bama tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. But Holly has Kansas State, a very fun looking team in Week One. 
Holly has Tennessee. Also a very fun looking team in week one. I don't want to talk about it. And Vanderbilt. You know, I do. Okay. A lot of points. A lot of points for that offense <laughs> against Ball well. State. Monday's on the SEC network. They'll hey, talk about Tennessee in. there too. No, I'm directing them I'm directing them that way. We're talking about our alma maters tonight. Tennessee scored a lot of points. <laughs> Tennessee look great. Yeah, no, they look fantastic. Like they look they look loose. Handed hooker looks awesome. They're fun. They have a player named Squirrel. <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, Pitt, if we have one complaint, the stadium ran out of beer mm-hmm. in like the third quarter, and that was with West Virginia in town. Not only is Tennessee coming to town next week after a Steelers game, but they've named this game after Johnny Majors, a world-class drunk. Ireland didn't run out of beer, and they were giving it away free the whole game. Isn't that because their internet went down? Yes. Week one is hard for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Is Pitt Ireland? Is Pitt just Ireland minus the English? There's a ton of potatoes. Burning? Is Pitt like Italian Ireland? Wow. (laughs) I would have to test it by seeing how an Irish press box reacted to a pile of hot dogs that were free. Because I have never seen a press corps go so ravenously and fervently after a pile of hot dogs as the Pitt local press crew. I mean, like, the passion for two beats in Pittsburgh is real because they were absolutely tearing them up. I know we've got a lot of musicians out there. Please set us two meets to the tune of Green Sleeves. Thank you very much. All right. It has officially been too long in this show without us talking about Iowa scoring seven points. Yes. In the most beautiful fucking way possible. Can I be the, can I play dumb? Can I play dumb here? Hey, Ryan, was that a touchdown? No, this is, this is Jason's, this is Jason's. No, place. okay. Sorry. Nope. Seed the pulpit. So I, uh, I, I seem to have coined a term, uh, Iowa touchdown, which, uh, I just typed that out right after they scored. Uh, they, they started the game with a field goal. That was all they had for a long time. Then they added a safety and many assumed they'd park the bus at five points. No, they added a second safety to <laughs> create the Iowa touchdown, which is, uh, <laughs> takes three scores to get seven points <laughs> um this game was uh i watched it this was the game i watched this was the first game i watched of the day uh it was going on at the same time as uh, unc and app state playing basketball and uh you know you always have that moment where it's like wow these these teams are playing the same sport uh, iowa <laughs> iowa scoring seven points and needing um all day to do it and uh, UNC just shitting and farting up points on offense <laughs> and defense. It, it's the same sport. Um, Iowa's punter was just fucking lights out. Uh, Tory Taylor, basically the entire game was South Dakota State punts the ball to midfield, and Iowa punts it back to inside South Dakota State's 10, and nothing happens after that. Um, Iowa, seven punts inside the 20. SDSU started Jesus at the 18. Christ. They started. Uh-huh. They started at the 18, the 12, the 8, the 6, the 4, the 2, and the 1. Both of his touchbacks hit the ground inside the 5. Could have been downed inside the 5. It was, it was ridiculous. Toward the end of the game, the cameras showed a guy in a mustache and a Hayden Fry sweater uh, holding up a shirt that says, I root for the punter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else you got? There was a – so I'm currently on a Wikipedia page uh, that says records for safeties in football because I was trying to see how how often a multi-safety by the same yeah. team goes. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a subsection entitled notable safeties. Mm-hmm. 
uh, one of, and there's a bunch of different drop downs. There is the 1929 Rose Bowl, which I guess had some crazy safeties. Uh, there is intentional safety leads to win. There is Dan Orlovsky blunder. Yep. If uh, you'll remember, dear reader, that is when Dan Orlovsky dropped back out of the back of the end zone. Uh, there is completed pass for safety and overtime walk-off safety. So if anybody wants to peruse that, uh, the Iowa-South uh, Dakota State Saturday, September 3rd, 2022 game is not yet on that list, but I'm sure but it, will it will be. be it needs will to be added. Fairly soon. Let, so, me, let me drop a pair of numbers, all right, and, and see if you can guess what they are. The numbers are 42 and 42. Passing yards. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Passing yards for Iowa. Those numbers are the minutes and the seconds until either of these teams surpassed 100 yards of offense. Hell yes. Oh. Um, it did not happen until late in the third quarter. <laughs> Iowa then oh immediately God. on the next play gave up a sack for a loss of 12, going Hell back yes. to 94 yards. It was not until 44 and a half minutes had passed until either team stayed beyond 100 total yards on the day. That drive, in which Iowa finally passed 100 yards for good, ended with a fumble. This game was awesome. <laughs> if you're Kirk Ferentz, is your failure as a father solidified by the fact that the <laughs> chanted to fire your son halfway through this game? Well, don't, yeah, but don't chant at him because he doesn't report to him, remember? He reports to the athletic director. Uh, of, so, course, of course. Right. <laughs> Because you know we 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 follow I mean, an episode. That's not a problem. Rules. Who's the athletic director? Uh, that's close friend of Kirk Ferentz, Gary Barda. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> Barda Ferentz. Uh, yeah. So I did I did a little historical digging on this game. There are there are more games where the winning team scores exactly seven points in college football history than you might have guessed. I stopped looking at 1981 because there are just too many. But between 2021 and 1981, there are 60 games where the winning team scores seven points. And I found this out on Sports Reference. And then I went digging and I was like, okay, has anybody else won a game with seven points and done it without scoring a touchdown? And the answer is no. Nice. The answer is no. It's <laughs> nice. all such stuff. Like sometimes it's we got one pick six or we got like one, you know, punt return or something. But I, I firmly believe reserving the possibility that if you go way back into like pre-war history, you can mm-hmm. find some version of this. I think Iowa is the first team in college football history to win a game 7-0 and not score a touchdown. And I don't think anyone will ever do it again. Yeah, the and the the crazy thing is you combine that stat, which is already one of the most Iowa stats possible, with this yeah. from Matt Benson on Twitter. Um, over the since 2020, most wins when punting eight plus times in a game among <laughs> FBS teams. Eight teams yeah. are tied with two. Iowa has six. <laughs> this is so. This is the thing. There this are is times, the most Iowa game of all time. What a, what a treat. There yeah. are times. There are times where I'm like, you know, in the course of what we do. Sometimes we have a tendency to flatten programs to a caricature or like a a, a sort of like a, a, a rote type that that we sort of go to, and it doesn't really appreciate the nuances of how programs can be different year to year, and how you know Michigan State isn't always like I hope it rains hammers so that I can punch your dad in the solar plexus. <laughs> but Iowa is the I mean, exception. Yeah. Iowa is the exception to this rule. Like, I really don't think there is anything we could say about Iowa that, A, isn't true, that they don't back up, and, B, that Kirk Ferentz isn't – Stats of War on Twitter 
basically put it the best I've seen anyone put it, which is like Kirk Ferentz doesn't care. Kirk Ferentz doesn't look at this no. and be like, oh, we got to have, we got to figure some shit out. We no, he's pleased. It. He's pleased. He's content. It is actual. It, it is actuarial football. It yeah. is foot. It is football based on like how can I how can I build a house the cheapest possible and not get sued. That's what it is. It's the difference between do you want to play winning football or do you want to win? Yes. Daniel, Punt, he's 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 <laughs> Daniel. The ladder. You just yeah, win. He's, he's Daniel Punt view. Like he's going to drag everyone down into hell, beat them to death with bowling pins, and then declare himself victorious and finished. I think it's drag them to hell and just wait until they melt first. It is. Yeah. It is playing somebody in a fighting game who's just like I'm going to hold block. Until you get tired and it's, it's fighting E Honda. <laughs> Not moving his feet, standing there. If you walk into him, that's your fault. My favorite shot in this game, which I, th- I think I think it's an omen. Let's call it an omen. All right, two minutes remaining. Uh, Iowa uh, gets the first down that just about puts the game away. The crowd pan reveals a fan celebrating by holding up a tin of nicotine patches. The mm-hmm. flavor yep. of these nicotine patches was citrus. Iowa to the citrus bowl. Yep. I've seen it. Yep. 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 Where they will play um, uh, either Kentucky or Florida. That's it. I, I would like to point out that Iowa does play Ohio State this year. Ohio State, a team that tonight kept Notre Dame in the game by refusing to run the ball. Just refusing. Provided, provided entertainment for all who are watching is what I would call it. Until the mm-hmm. end when they literally mashed the run play. But like with the Ask Corso button on NCAA football, they just hit. <laughs> the run button 10 times out of 14 plays on that last drive to ice the game. Yeah. A victory for the worst and most cantankerous people in the Ohio state fan base who are like, just run the ball. Yeah. Like that was what finally worked and put them away. And they refused to do it until they absolutely had to, it had to kill a good 30 to 40% of the people sitting in that stadium that Ohio state refused to do that. Particularly when, and when do we get to say this, but 2022, Ohio State's defense looked pretty good. They looked like they knew what they were doing. Their middle linebackers were in the correct place, right? Like, they looked like they knew how to play coverage. They they were really good tonight. And, yeah, I get that. But, by the way, if you want to keep your defense off the field and you want to play that kind of ball, you might want to go ahead and ask, yeah, do you run the ball? I don't get it. They, they have Travion Henderson back there, and they just refuse to run the ball over and over and over again. It is baffling. They're doing it to make Brett Bielema mad. They know Brett Bielema is watching, and they know he's very mad. I saw very little of this game because at no point did it ever really feel like Ohio State was in danger. Like you know, if that had happened, I would have I would have certainly um, tuned in. I was mainly getting entertainment from Ohio State fans having a damn meltdown about trailing three by three, three that many points um, <laughs> against the top five team, uh, and then winning by multiple touchdowns. Um, Ryan, as the internet's most, um, sensible and reasonable and mature, uh, Ohio state fan, uh, how, how were you feeling during those cataclysmic times of trailing by a field goal? Great. Um, all, all time we have on this earth is a gift, whether mm-hmm. Ohio state is winning or losing. There are no such things as bad wins, you know, especially over such a storied program as Notre Dame, you know, just an honor to share the field with them. Hundred percent. Yeah, just just good vibes all around. No problems, no worries. Go Bucks. That's great. This this all sounds like these words sound impossible when when put together like that. So that's that's really great acting. Well, well, when I do this on Twitter, I get people saying like, "Thank you for doing this." I had a friend texting me that Ryan Day is just John Cooper with a beard. 
It's true. When does he beat in Michigan? Huh? I'll wait. Yeah. I'll hang up and listen. Points made. Go Bucks. Um, speaking of amazing coaches, Holly, how many souls does does Mac Brown carry within his body at this point? UNC tweeted after the game that they were taking that dub back to Chapel Hill, and that dub stands for the whole man's entire Horcrux. Mm-hmm. My God, that was a lengthy grasp. Get back here. Come on. Oh. I'm like the scorpion of hospitality. Get over here. <laughs> I think that's why hand. he was wearing that weird-ass crew neck sweatshirt that looks so weird on him and, and was unseasonably warm. It's because he's got, like, Ghostbusters containment units strapped onto his chest. Mm-hmm. The EPA hates this man. Yeah, doctors hate him, but not for any of the usual reasons. <laughs> Because he's left a trail of victims in his wake. <sighs> I've never seen a team. This I've never seen a team, by the way, get the chance to go for two at the end of the game, like in the last two minutes, and and miss both of them. Like I've never seen them. I've never seen them miss because they had a dude get two open. The first right? one I, I wasn't maintain. even mad about. The second one I'm mad about. Yeah, that was brutal. That was just brutal. App State did the 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 bravery gumption thing. They went for two to try to win it. And then they went for the onside kick. UNC uh, did a, had a um, <laughs> had a little bit too much fun and ran it back for a touchdown that they didn't need, um, which then allowed App to drive down the field and go for two again and nearly get that one. This game was brutal. It was amazing. It, pro- it might have been the best game of the year, but brutal. I don't believe – I do not believe in the score too early thing. Like, yes. I don't think it's real. Yeah, I agree. But but that specific that specific touchdown, yes. I see the, I I see the argument. This this specific team, North Carolina, this year because they're just gonna do this every fucking week. Yes. I mean, yes. like fam, you fam, you God love them with like six and a half offensive linemen last week. <laughs> Push them in the first half of that game. Like North Carolina is gonna do this every single week. I, it's unbelievable. Well, that was that was the confusing thing about this is usually when you see a score like 63-61, it's because like both teams were kind of going back and forth the whole time. App State jumped out to like a 21-7 lead and then didn't score for a long, long, long fucking time and scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. This is where I remind you, Gene Chizik unretired for this. Gene <laughs> Chizik unretired. I, I should be, me and Spencer should be eating lunch with Gene on Monday. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I enjoy hanging out with had him. Had a good life. And and we, we specifically mm-hmm. cited him over and over again as a man who had figured life out, won the title, and bounced got bounced from his job and just walked with a bucket of money and you could be at a barbecue right now now. and now he's going to spend labor day breaking down tape to figure out how the fuck his defense (laughs) gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter the devil to a team (laughs) to the last team you should have ever scheduled Mm -hmm. don't schedule this team in your own state (laughs) You In fucking the worst, morons. They took, they took the worst road trip with the shortest trip they could take of any team. Right? They NC, did. NC State, too. NC State, yeah. NC State saw South Carolina do that yeah. in, in Greenville last year and still took the trip. But here's the thing. I think NC State's secretly a little kinky. And they're like, we okay. like the pain. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think anytime you have two mascots who are clearly who are clearly partners, yes. then yes. You're, you're into a lot of stuff. Yes. Wait, 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 Jason, which other mascots are partners? 
Uh, Arizona has mascot partners, right? Auburn, uh, Auburn. Oh, sorry. Tiger. I thought you meant like Auburn's how divided mascots Eagle. from different schools. Are oh, there. Sorry. There are many. There are many uh, debates Auburn, and opinions Auburn's on. Auburn's Tiger and Eagle are in a Lady Hawk situation. <laughs> there, I mean, that's yeah. Just... <laughs> there, there are many who ship various mascots from rival rival schools. Uh, enemies become lovers. All right, that's way yeah. better than what I was going to say, which is the Ohio Bobcat and Brutus the Buckeye being in a whiplash situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Alberta, Albert and Alberta, I'm totally going to at one point slap a pineapple on the back of both of them at a game just because I'm pretty sure that's how they roll. Yes, yes. Even if it's not, it will be now. Yeah, the devil appeared to Gene Chizik before that fourth quarter and said, I need you to hold them to 40 points to win. This is my prophecy. And he was like, 40? Yeah, we could do that. And afterwards, he's like, 40? Oh, God. I hope Gene Chizik's family is texting him like, told you. Told you you should have just stayed home. <laughs> to allow 160 points if you maintain well, that. Well, well, Gene, now the garage is not cleaned out and your yeah. defense sucks. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, quote fingers in the air, coach. Um, we, 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 we had, uh, you know, pizza and cake uh, uh, on Saturday. What'd is you get cold? up to? Is it colder to say quote fingers coach or quote fingers dad? <laughs> My so-called father who allowed 40 points in like 11 minutes against a team he never should have played. Uh, speaking of um, ACC teams who continue to schedule teams within their own state that they should not, one notable weeknight thing is uh, Virginia Tech now on an 0-2 oh, streak God. against a low-tier non-power God. that they are stuck playing for the next decade. <laughs> You dummies! Who schedules do a home and 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 home? What the hell many, is wrong with you? Richard can, Richard can attest to this. Do you know how many op staff listen to this show on the slide? We're trying to help you! I hope yeah. I hope there was some sort of copy-paste error in the contract that nobody caught until it was signed. They were like, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! no. <laughs> Alex is going to pull some bullshit on Wednesday. Or Godfrey's going to pull some bullshit where they tell me That'll it's, it, you know, it's a year zero for Virginia Tech. It was. It was until Tech. late Virginia. Friday. <laughs> it's year two now, Brett. Sorry. The Virginia Polytechnic Institute is not ever supposed to lose to Old Dominion. I don't give a shit. You've and yet they twice. keep doing okay. it. Can yeah. anybody, by the way, yeah. can anybody answer this question? Because I meant to ask this of Split Zone Duo in the preseason. It was my understanding, like way before this year, um, Godfrey's not listening. Who am I kidding? That Virginia and Virginia Tech were resistant for a really long time to even playing ODU, let it go on going on the road. What happened there? I thought that both of those schools, Richard, tell me if I'm remembering wrong. I thought that both of those schools heartily opposed ODU even leveling up. All I know is that my co-hosts have a blind spot for that program, and Michael Vick ain't walking through that door. Marcus Vick isn't walking through that door. Dave Vick is not coming through. Crown Vick is not coming through that door. The only Vick they need is Vaporub. Yeah. The only thing the only thing I can think is that there's some legislator who has a big road project in Blacksburg, right? And it was just like, I will hold this shit up if you don't play ODU. I hope it's I somehow it. West Virginia's governor is just pulling all the strings in the region. Just fucking <laughs> up all it, the Robert Bird strikes again. <laughs> the, the governor is that little blue bulldog of, of uh in, in ODU's look. <laughs> has Old Dominion tweeted yet? Because Old Dominion hadn't tweeted 
since halftime, I believe, of the game yesterday. And they didn't tweet a final score graphic. They didn't tweet a we beat them. They didn't have anything on there after the game. I hope they were some drunk. Some people noted. It looks like they finally logged back in. <laughs> ODU lost their phone after the game. <laughs> Good. Good. At a bar. Staying within the ACC, I'd like to inform you about an amazing feat in the Rutgers-Boston College game. Okay, hang on. Okay. Rutgers, at one point in this game, had first and goal from the Boston College 10. And by fourth down, they were at the Boston College 43 and punting the ball away. This is how it (laughs) happened. On first and goal from the 10, they ran for two yards. It gets worse. On second and goal from the 8, they got called for offensive pass interference. That gave us second and goal from the 23, and they got called for holding. That gave us second and goal from the 33. That gave us an incomplete. On third and goal from the 33, there was a false start. On third and goal from the 38, they got sacked for a loss of five yards, but it could have been worse because there was a declined holding penalty. And that's how we got to fourth and goal from the 43. And fortunately, Rutgers did have the punt downed at the three. So it was kind of like they just went for it from close, failed. Rutgers still won this game, though, in part. Because they completed a 12-play, 96-yard game-winning drive in the fourth quarter without completing a single pass. Boston College, you should feel you should feel bad. You should feel had bad. a really great weekend. <laughs> even the teams that won, yeah. Even the teams that won are like, don't look at me. Yeah. Other than Pitt, <laughs> Pitt holding down Other the than Pitt. Fort, yeah, I'm Fort holding down Pitt. the damn fort. Uh, unless, now, yeah, unless tits uh, out and will be for future notice. We are, we are, we are. Congrats, out. Congr- pits con- out for pit. We are contractually obligated to say that Miami looked really fucking good too, and it doesn't matter. Nobody Against Toomst, yeah. Bethune Cookman, who they B- beat B- like B- seven uh, times. Bethune Cookman. Okay, yeah. mm, I'll say it. Yeah, we're good. They looked fine. Yeah, fine. Let's go with fine. I wanted to draft of course, kings. As an SEC honk, I wanted to go ahead and talk about. The Ar- Arkansas, Cincinnati. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and talk about one that when you beat Cincinnati, making skyline chili jokes is hack. However, it's very satisfying, and you should continue to make them, particularly if you beat Cincinnati. And then you immediately tweet out a video of Kevin from the office spilling chili with Cincinnati. <laughs> That's hack on top of hack, and I really ap- appreciate everything that they did. So thank you, Arkansas. That's a very that's a very much we're appealing to moms on Facebook. That's our core demographic. Yeah. I think the, the 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 double cringe cancels out. Yeah, I think if you oh. go double if you go double cringe, you're anti cringe, right? I would like to shout out uh, the University of Oregon, who in their last four regular season games, three of whom have come against teams with a fucking pulse, they have been beaten. <laughs> 125 to 20. <laughs> so here's the, here's the funny thing. I was thinking about this today. For years, the party line on the decline of the Pac-12 nationally has been like, well, USC just isn't, you know, if only USC would pull its weight as it's supposed to. If only USC would get back to a national power. And the nice thing for Oregon about this line of argument is that it completely fucking ignores all the embarrassing shit that Oregon has done for the last four years whenever they get on the big stage. Yeah, it's all USC's fault. And that's going away. 
They don't have that anymore. <laughs> but fortunately, <laughs> no one will ever look at the Pac-12 again once Man. USC is gone. They, Oregon's got it made. I I, I love that the um, uh, speaking of like the traditional knock, uh, the traditional knock against Oregon for years and years was they play fast, flashy. You know, they're they're not tough up front. It was a dumb trope. It wasn't true. No, it's true now. But for the last three yeah. games, it's hella true. <laughs> you it's play Utah, true Utah, now. and Georgia. Granted, you're going to look weak, but. Damn. <laughs> Richard, you were at this game, yeah? Yeah, I left after the third quarter. <laughs> okay. That's that's really I, interesting. Hold on. Because, hold on no, real quick because yeah, I, I am not I am not the only national college football writer <laughs> that no, left and I, I left later than this person who will remain nameless. So so that means Richard Richard Johnson calls out Brett McMurphy on full cast after dark. You were not there to see uh, Oregon get its first third down stop of the game, which didn't happen until like 10:40 with 10:40 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like it, this was oh my god. Oregon does have a like uh, back in 2016 they lost to Washington by 49. They lost this game by 46. Other than that Washington game, to find a loss this bad, you have to go back to 1985. Like, do you know, I don't think people remember exactly what 1980s Oregon was, where it was constantly like, Oregon beats Oregon State, three to F. Yeah, and that, was, just, that yeah. was a full decade before anyone noticed Oregon football existed. Like, like the fact that we are even starting to draw comparisons to '80s Oregon is a bad, bad fucking sign. And I will say, Phil Knight, Phil Knight was here today. Phil Knight was at the game for how did long? He, did he stay? Yeah, did he stay longer than you? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, uh, one and eight, by the way, against the SEC in their last uh, nine Pac-12 SEC. Just as my role as SEC honk, feel like I should mention that the last team in that sequence the one is uh texas a&m yeah this is the shit where like pac-12 fans are like well you have to respect us we care okay okay (laughs) okay all right so let me let me put you all on the spot if this game can only mean one of two things what does it mean does it mean georgia is just as fucking good as they were and all the fretting and worrying about who they lost in the draft was way overdone or does it mean that Oregon is fucking cooked? If you have to pick one, which one does it mean? Those are the only takes? Yes. Like, obviously, both could be true, but... I'm taking Oregon's cooked because Stetson okay. Benton didn't have to throw the ball beyond five yards past the line of fucking scrimmage. <laughs> and he put, up, he put up, like, one of the greatest passing lines in Georgia history. He threw for <laughs> 368 yards. 335 <laughs> yeah. of them were yak. Man, he, you he, know who's feeling really good about having Stetson Bennett as a Heisman finalist at plus 1,500? Cash it now. I, I will a sneak preview of the split zone duo to come. There is going to be a public posture from one of the co-hosts of Split Zone Duo that is going to float into the zeitgeist a possible Stetson Bennett Heisman campaign. Not not saying that I necessarily believe it, but saying that the rags to riches like storyline mm-hmm. and narrative yes. Yes. will be mm-hmm. the thing because everybody knows that Heisman voters. They it's it's funny because it looks like when they used to show like Jim Tom Sula's jobs when they show Uh-oh. like Stetson Bennett's last seven years. They did it today. They did it the game. We made yes. AJ McCarron a Heisman finalist as a yeah. lifetime achievement award. Colin Imagine that Klein. for this dude. This, Colin here, Klein was a Heisman finalist. Here's what I love. Colin Klein was an angel, goddammit. 
imagine all the great Georgia quarterbacks of years past who played on these teams, who played on all these Mark Rick teams that like, oh, just couldn't win that. Oh, couldn't win the big one. And ah, Matt ah. fucking Stafford. Yes, yes. Think yeah. of think of all of those quarterbacks who now have to watch this Georgia <laughs> team and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? They fixed it for him. They the fixed other, it for Stetson fucking Bennett. This guy gets the, the lateral other. for 400 yards a game." <laughs> Listen, I have an Ina who's had a really tough day today, probably, and will think this is really funny. Eric Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Kirby Kirby Smart saw Stetson Bennett house an entire beer bong outside of the frat house one night, and he's like, I'm going to change it all. I'm going to change it all for that man. All right? Two first names, can house a beer bong, loves hunting and golf. Um, we have to do it, boys. We have to change the way we do everything. For that man, only that only a man that Georgia could motivate the entire Georgia football program to alter everything to create an effective quarterback and offense. This isn't what's going to happen, but it is the funniest timeline. If Stetson Bennett graduates and Georgia just can't get it back after this, they're just like, fuck, how do we keep keep losing three games? Fuck. Now, and I I assume the the thing that goes along with this is he's like a seventh round draft pick and just back up for like two or three years. Yes, 100%. Then he's he's just a a golfer and car lot dealer. Come on down, Stetson Bennett, Kia, Blackshear, and Waycroft. We got deals. I would like to go ahead and also mention this, okay? Because we've, for, for some reason, we spent like 20 minutes talking about the ACC. Because if we're going to be real, the ACC is the funniest conference. You're just like, why? Why are you? Why are any of you trying to do football things? But I would like to mention this for a couple of seconds. I really thought that... Michigan was going to mess around with Colorado State and throw them the ball a bunch and have an interesting half. Let's give the Big Ten props. Michigan wiped the floor with their first game. They've started Cade McNamara. Now it will be time to start J.J. McCarthy. The first game in the divisive quarterback experiment is over. J.J. McCarthy will start the second against Hawaii, where they will probably also win 51-7. And do you know what we will have learned from it? Nothing! The second Harbaugh announced that they were doing that, I was like, wow, they don't think anything of those fucking teams. They don't care at <laughs> all about those games. I was like, Why does this say preseason on the Michigan yeah. website? <laughs> Guys, this isn't your personal gymboree, but you know what? I No, you know what? Never mind. I absolutely respect this. I like for him to really actually come out of it because we could all see Jim continuing to be like really like close to the vest with it and like what why are you asking me about it like we'll play who sure. we play we'll start yes. who we start and but rotate that, rotate guys against Colorado State whatever and yeah. it's not like he announced it like the morning of the game yep. like he announced it a week ago here's a depth chart here's a depth chart which with everyone who lives in the city just in case <laughs> yeah. What do you do if you have like six quarterbacks you like? So like half the season is tri- is tryouts. Yeah, you do half the season. Every every team on that list is the patient in the hospital that overhears the doctor and the resident going, "Well, listen, you got to do it for the first time. Just crack his chest up. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. It's fine. Ribs are a lot easier to spread than you think. He looks frail. No, you'll cut right through that shit. It'll be fine." <laughs> Oh, like he's going to live anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Goner. 
Elsewhere in the Big Ten, I just want to note, um, after the most Iowa Hawkeyes game of all time, their next game is indeed El Asico against Iowa State. So Fuck it yes. can only get worse Fuck from here. Yes. <laughs> Lower! Not for us. <laughs> Not for you, the viewer at home. Uh, let's also note the Big Ten, Nebraska, strong taking care of business today. <laughs> in week one, the first week of their season. Yep. Um, I know, I know, I know we're trying to get off the ACC, and I promise this will be... Are you really? I, look, I find it very alarming that Louisville didn't just lose to Syracuse, but lost badly to Syracuse. That seems very bad. I actually, I think I wrote this, but like Louisville is going to be a test of the like coaching hot seat excuse of, oh, well, we got a great recruiting class coming yes. in. Like yes. that, it's going to be the test of this year in the like portal era where like they very well could all just fuck off and leave. Like you, like we are really going to find out how much that holds this year. I, I, I guess because I thought they were going to be fine, but this is. This I didn't is think they were going to lose thirty-one fucking seven to Syracuse. No, yeah, I, I thought they were. Gonna, I thought Louisville was going to be fine this year. Just, just get ahead and be like Dana. Be like Dana Holgerson, okay, the wisest coach of all. And just come out and be like, yeah, we're not going to try this year. We're not going to be real good. It's like, this is a victory for Wiley Coyote. (laughs) (laughs) He also confirmed on Twitter that, yes, it was going to be a bad night to be a Red Bull and vodka around him. That's the head coach. When is it a good night? Yeah. (laughs) When he's passed out. After 25, everything's off the record. You can just turn off the tape recorder here. After 25. um, the last time we talked about him on this show was the uh, about the story of him rolling up to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game and arriving like as the first pitch needed to be thrown, like arriving to the stadium at that moment. And that's basically the the football game they played today. Yeah. <laughs> only won. only got what they needed right when they needed it. It's a system. The system works. Listen, they won, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have a drink." He's one of two coaches today, by the way, who was like, yeah, I'm going to absolutely have a drink. Sam Pittman did it a little more gently. He's like, well, I do like cold beer. I might have a cold beer. That is making the show Monday night, by the way, just in case. Don't we're 100% using that, right? Oh, yeah, I do like a cold beer. making the show. He was like, I like a cold beer, and I'll probably have one. I don't endorse it, but I'll probably have one. I'm like, brother, I think you just endorsed it. (laughs) Sam Pittman, record a country album. Buddy, your pastor's in the stadium. This ain't Georgia. This is Arkansas. The pastor's going to be like, you should have a couple. You're in Arkansas. My favorite thing about watching an Arkansas game is when they show the stands and you see like the one out of every 30 people who decided to dress fancy. And it's just like, what are you doing? You're at an Arkansas (laughs) game. Don't put a dress on. You look ridiculous. Is this an old Miss? Stop it. Where are your overalls? You're saying they literally put lipstick on pigs. (laughs) Good. I'm talking about the mascot. I'm talking about the mascot. Everyone in Arkansas is lovely, including your football team. Do not mm-hmm. dox my mother. Mm-hmm. And pigs are lovely. That's absolutely true. They're very clean and intelligent animals. I, I will say there was one portion in that game where Cincinnati got the ball, like knocking on the doorstep after a, a, an Arkansas turnover. And it got fucking like it was really fucking loud. It was really, really fucking loud. And it was fun to see Arkansas fans like immediately just sort of like shout Cincinnati into a field goal attempt rather than a touchdown that probably could have swung swung this game. It was kind of a bummer to see Cincinnati lose, but also Arkansas rules, so so it goes. 
Yeah, sorry. K watching KJ Jefferson in the run game is a joy forever. I will not apologize for that. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy I enjoy my large refrigerator shaped son barreling downfield at four miles an hour. I just realized um, the troops losing to Delaware <clears throat> is a uh, Rise of Dark Brandon situation. Oh shit! <laughs> he's he's conquering the military now. This is. He's weakening them so that he can maintain yeah, power. That's what it, he's establishing naval superiority. <laughs> I think they fumbled on their very first play, Navy. Oh, did. good. Like the very first play of the season, they fumbled. If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. In a truly baffling passing line, Navy's quarterback. Navy. Navy's quarterback went five of thirteen. That's too many. Like, can, yep. can you, if if Navy's throwing, thir and it's not like this game was like, oh, Delaware was up 35 points early. This was, they won by a touchdown. What the fuck are you doing throwing the ball 13 times, Navy? That's way too many. I feel like Patrick Ewing, did you, did you practice that? <laughs> there was, I, I feel like, I, I don't think we've, like, the, both service academies, sorry, Air Force, both service academies. <laughs> <laughs> Planes are fake. The sky is fake. Come back when you get rid of that F-35 bullshit. Folks, you can reach Richard on Twitter. Listen, listen if, Top Gun, if Top Gun is all Navy, it proves the Air Force doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, all right? damn. Damn, you got your, you got your chain snatched by the boat movie. Both <laughs> service academies have been pretty competent for the last... 15 20, yes. like we yes. haven't had which is highly like, unusual that's that's what i mean like yes. we have not had a, a, a prolonged stretch of shit service academy like of like where army navy is like bad yes it's like which team, team will get its third win yeah. and it won't be army because they're only have one so far <laughs> yeah this is the, this is the troop football we grew up on yeah, yeah. so you, you have to explain that right now you will watch both Yes, all three service academies run a triple option and go, what a well-executed offense. What an amazing use of resources, given what you have meeting grandiose and beautiful strategy. Okay? Growing up, when I watched service academy football, it was this. Wow, they're shitty at running the option. <laughs> they sure do do it a lot, though. They yeah. do it a lot. <laughs> Good at running the option. It's been a while since you've had really really abominable academy football right which we're saying this and we're laughing about it serious challenges granted it's hard it's real hard to do all that and play football on top of it but yeah this is a rarity richard it's weird i'm pretty sure holly put this note in the doc and i genuinely don't know what it means because i haven't clicked on the link yes holly this note says is NASA bad at going to the moon because they refuse to invite us to a launch? I don't know what that means. Okay, so they scrubbed the <laughs> Artemis launch again. Mm, okay. I did and see that today. I did okay. see that today. And they have to be aware at this point because we have mentioned it respectfully many times that the only Twitter space we regularly see on God's green internet with more listeners than ours is NASA. We are also regularly involved in passionate discussions regarding the moon and the existence thereof mm -hmm. damn damn logos the moon nasa is out here trying to go to the moon and not inviting us to kennedy space center we are two and oh in the last calendar year when invited to a stadium and if we're good enough for the likes of the big 10 including michigan and ohio state 
and all the astronauts produced between the two of those schools. And if we're good enough for the Atlantic Coast Conference and Pitt, which is a fine, fine technical institution, and West Virginia, which produces many things astronauts like, like clear liquor and preserved meat. Rocket fuel. If we're good enough for all these institutions, I, listen, I, I can draw the dotted line for you, NASA, but I can't make you connect them. Has somebody brought a pepperoni roll to space? That's got to be right. I mean, right? are. Not intentionally. And they're fans? me, I left a pepperoni roll in my car. Yeah. Or basically tearing ass on a West Virginia road so hard, right? Hitting propane tank, ending up in orbit, being like, yo, I'm the first guy to bring a pepperoni bowl to space before you die. Uh, I just Googled astronauts from West Virginia. John McBride, pride of Charleston, West Virginia. Done. Done. Went went to WVU, no less. I did know that. I feel bad about this. So... Indeed, pepperoni rolls okay. in space. Ho- okay. Holly, um, do you think it's a factor that we attend um, arch rivalry games? And if so, does that mean the moon needs to be officially declared NASA's arch rival? South Carolina, time to invite, time to invite the crew to the Georgia game in a couple weeks <laughs> to the Texas A&M game. <laughs> huh. I'm, I'm concerned now that they, now that you bring it up, I'm concerned now that they think that we are their arch rivals. Would you rather go to South Carolina, Texas A&M? Let's say it's in Columbia or the moon. Okay, if you'd said College Station, I would have said, what's the difference? Okay. Uh, so in this case, mm-hmm. I will take the moon. Okay. The real one, not the one with the dog church. Where would you rather be stranded? The moon or Columbia, South Carolina? <laughs> moon. I mean, they're both just huge expanses of... Moon kills you quicker, and you don't have to smell that weird asphalt smell that sets in as soon as you get near the interstate. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to bake in the sun. Do you want to be standing on concrete or dust? Strangely, Strom Thurmond's bones are in both places. Oh, he's everywhere. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin just rescues me in, like, you know, a Honda Civic. You're like, how do you do that? And he's like, Will! Willpower! Drove it here! It's fine! <laughs> Brian, thank you for reminding me of the miscellaneous notes I left at the bottom of the dock, because I have a very important question for everyone, and I'm mm. going to pull... I'll be, um, Doug, I'm going to need you to hop on the call too because I'm going to need five. I'm going to need I'm going to need an odd number to vote up or down. Is that Jennifer Garner's voice on this year's Capital One commercials, or did they find a sound alike? And if it is in fact an imposter, how do we feel about that? I'm not sure as though my credit card miles are being properly concerned over. Uh, I think it is a sound alike. Wow. Because if it was her, they would use her face, right? I would think so. Yes. Okay, this is my train of thought. You think it's a situation where like she couldn't make it, or this is like a conscientious abstention, or they ran out of money. I think they can't afford her anymore. It's that I don't. I think they ran out of money. It's a sound alike. A credit card company ran out of money. What a fucking shame. Anyway, I don't trust whoever this new girl is. It's good. Just get a new credit card, credit card company. It's It's endless money. It's close enough to make me doubt that it might have not been Jennifer Garner, but nah, you fucked up. Give us back the one we trust. I'm not going to tell you what's in my wallet. What the fuck are you asking? Yeah, what are you, a cop? I only trust it if Jennifer Garner asked me what's in my wallet. You don't need to see my license. I need to speak to my attorney, Jennifer Garner. You know what? You know what's about to be in Scott Frost's wallet? Sweet, sweet buyout money, baby. <laughs> what do you mean? They, start, they started 1-0 and today. He's aging weirdly. Did anybody like see his like a plant you don't water? Yeah. Not only did the Huskers uh, hit 1-0 and today, uh, they, they fetty-whopped North Dakota. Okay. And the Dakota teams are good. Okay. 
So everything's going great. One and zero undefeated on the year. Mm-hmm. That's a conspiracy, Ryan. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. All right, what Nebraska is currently in, and what's going to get them through this is a bunker mentality. That's right. Okay, because people in the liberal media like you are just pouring poison into the ears of all of those Nebraska players, okay? This sounds like an Archie Bunker mentality. Are you telling me <laughs> you should be winging cans of corn at Scott Frost? Oh, don't do not do that. Scott Frost, I'm pretty sure, already thinks Antifa is, like, right outside the door at all times. I'm pretty sure he... If they're Nebraska fans, they should be. I mean, look at their schedule. I want to do this, okay? Just, oh, just this, like, this, watch oh, the numbers oh, drop. Oh, this here's... Oh, <laughs> Good night, everybody. We're going to talk about Nebraska's schedule. You can can log off now. not joking. The numbers are plummeting. We just lost like 200 people. I believe we're going to go up. Coming back to Earth like the Artemis Rocket. No, no, no. No, wait. Nebraska, great news. We're down to 1995. (laughs) Spencer, the people have spoken. Things are getting better and better. Here's the thing. You know who's dropping off right now? It's people who like Nebraska football. They don't want to hear this shit. I don't want to hear this shit. I don't want to be reminded we have to keep doing this. It's amazing. We said Nebraska and everyone's like, out. (laughs) I I did that. Incredible. As soon as it hits the 1970s, though, they'll be surging back in. It's like you farted in a grocery store aisle. Specific scenario. <laughs> Did that happen to you recently? Man, they're not coming back you. either. We're down to my teeth. All right, I think we need to end the show now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I no, did this it. This is great. No, no, no. Now we're going to tell the Sun Bowl. No, let's oh, let's he- let's hear about this damn schedule. That's so interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, look, it's worth it. We, you already lost him, so we might as well go ahead. I would say the next game they play is like they have Georgia Southern. <laughs> oh. You dumbasses! <laughs> and then and then you play a team you did not have to play. You play Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's <laughs> not a conference game. If you you, you, you escaped to- them. And then you went back. If Scott Frost gets fired because he lost to Clay Helton, what kind of fucking buyout in buyout concentric circle is that? Like, what is that? What even is that? The hunter has become the hunter. What kind of looper but, but bullshit the other way around. is that? Hunter, quick, play that corn is a good thing song. Uh, I will. Fi- I will find it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying. They play Georgia Southern and Oklahoma next. It's not going to get any better. They're like, we turned the corner. And I'm like, yeah, I guess what's around the corner? Dark alley. Space. Around the corner. And Space. then then you finish with at Michigan, Wisconsin, at Iowa. You're going to score like seven points in those three games. I, now that Iowa's got a taste for it, Iowa's going to score seven points without any field goals. You're like, how? Oh, shit. Don't That's worry. Incredible. It's fucking coming. Iowa's so close to scoring a Greek letter. They're so close. <laughs> no, they're just it's just gonna be a, a Casey Thompson pick six. Brian Ferentz mm. can't fuck, but he can put together a hell of a tesseract. Did you see the interception he threw today? He threw like I mean, like the linebacker was the intended receiver. Like it was that bad. And that's about, an Iowa interception. Are we talking about Bo Nix again? Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, Bo. Oh. Poor Bo. Still, now the number's going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's going to go honor, up, though, really. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That felt like seeing like a daredevil, like a retired daredevil come out for one last <laughs> for joke. One. <laughs> you were like, oh, God, no. In the ditch, and everyone knew it was going to happen. He flew right into the bus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so much class. So much shouting. It was a Carl, it was a Carl Walenda moment where you're like, yeah, maybe he'll make it. No? Shield the children's eyes. Get this off TV. I told Siegfried he should have retired. God damn it. (laughs) Todd Blackledge has a heart of gold because coming off the field, he said, you know, Bonex will probably learn from this moment. Okay. What? What will he learn? He didn't say what he would learn. I love it. What Bonex should learn is if you transfer, don't transfer to somewhere else that plays Georgia. (laughs) So he'll do that next time. <laughs> Don't do that. He'll yeah, do that. Scheduling idiocy really just goes up and down the ladder. Go play it? you. Go play at UNLV or some shit, my dude. Yeah, he'll do that for his ninth season. Go play minor league baseball. Anything but playing Georgia more. I would love it if somebody in the Georgia athletic department sees him enter the transfer portal, and they're like, wherever he goes, schedule that team. Schedule it. Book it. Do Ske- it. Schedule Maine. Schedule Maine immediately. <laughs> They want Why? a home and home. Do, do it. it. <laughs> so now, uh, Oregon. Uh, not, not say, hey, hey, Bo has Bo has escaped Georgia for the year. Okay, they are definitely not going to play Georgia again. All Wait, right. Wait. So no playoff rematch. Nope. Dang I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna go out on that limb. Uh, they end the year with uh, oh fuck. They have to play Utah in late November again. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then they'll probably win their division and play Utah for the fourth <laughs> time in a calendar year. <laughs> Oh, I know why everybody dropped off the broadcast. Uh, LSUfootball.net posted the pirate feed to the Hawaii game. Oh. Uh, I understand if you want to offer them your full attention. We cannot compete with uh, WKU in the middle of the ocean. Do we have – are there any final notes that anyone wants to bring up? Uh, Oregon State's winning 24-0 right now against Boise State. Oregon State uh, is the greatest team in the Pac-12. Liberty got taken to quadruple overtime by Southern Miss. Is Idaho still losing to Washington State, or have they? Yeah, I think Wazoo has. If the question is, is Idaho currently twenty four ten? The yeah. answer is, is probably. Idaho... I I meant to say, is Idaho still winning? That was no, my fault no, because they were at one losing. point winning. Yeah, they are. I'm going to attempt to watch every Iowa game this year just to see what that's like. There is one more horrific thing we should talk about: JMU forty four, Middle Tennessee seven. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, how's that like? You know, transition year to FBS going to go? For everyone playing JMU. Middle Tennessee ran 61 plays. Would anyone like to venture a guess as to how many offensive yards that yielded? 200. Eight. 108. Spencer's very close. It's 119. Jesus. Damn, Rick. (laughs) That's... And on offense, JMU was well over 500 yards and had six passing touchdowns, like, this was this was a brutal beating, a brutal brutal fucking beating. Is Coastal yeah. Carolina beating Army Auger for uh, acquittals for those indicted for storming the Capitol? <laughs> it's so tricky. It's so tricky because you're like, is Coastal Carolina people who would be storming the Capitol or just people who are rowdy? It's very hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, are they people who are storming it anyway, not Listen, for political reasons? I did storm the Capitol, but I do that every week. Just I didn't fun. even know those those white folks were going to be that there. That was my normal Tuesday storming. I'm just a raptor testing the fences for weaknesses. You can't. <laughs> it's fault what me I do. That. I storm stuff. 
We also, I also think, by the way, uh, speaking of people storming the Capitol, uh, Liberty, Hugh Freeze, <laughs> Hugh Freeze very quietly returned to Mississippi today. We we all missed this. They yes. put Liberty yes. played Southern Miss today. Yeah. Liberty played Southern Miss. They uh, won yeah. in overtime. Did he have to like alert everybody within a 500 mile radius or block radius of the oh, stadium? I'm sure he, he DM'd them anyway. Don't worry. I will yeah. say I, I, I don't mean to pick on college athletes. But Charlie Brewer got hurt in this game and was in a sling on the sideline. Brother, enough. Just become a coach. Be grab a clipboard. I, I, it hurts. Pickleball is fun. Go play pickleball. Continue to do this. Who is that Arizona State quarterback he's reminding me of? Rudy Carpenter. Rudy Carpenter. No, I was thinking about the other one, Sam. Who's that? Sam Keller. Yeah. Sam Keller, yeah, but who yeah, transferred Rudy to Carpenter. Nebraska, and you're just like, please. Rudy Carpenter's ribs would like a word. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know why he's doing it, man. There are a lot of other things. Why don't transfer, you go pick, like, transfer to Iowa. Go transfer to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Throw throw the ball 18 times for 48 yards and an interception and win. That's that's what you do. <laughs> go to Iowa. Retire to Iowa, where nothing happens. Chip, man, transfer to Georgia. They appear to have their quarterback situation sewn up. <laughs> nah, you, you'll never live up to Stetson Bennett's lofty, never. <laughs> lofty accomplishments. That's going to happen. Down the road, Georgia's going to get some five-star in there who struggles his first couple games. They're like, yeah, he's no Stetson. You can Dude. tell he just doesn't, he doesn't have what Stetson had. But he ain't nothing compared to no Sean Crowd is going to have a field day with this in like two years. They have four and five stars right now who are behind Stetson Bennett. That's right. The dude, the dude is immortal. <laughs> Respect the mailman. Rain, snow. Maybe not snow. But rain or shine. That man delivers. Shine or shine. Shine or shine. Shine or slightly less shiny. That man delivers. Please respect him because I really don't want to go through this whole thing where we're like, he clawed his way up from Jones College, the son of a coal miner. You're like, there's no coal mine. The <laughs> son of a coal safe, The son should, of a peanut miner. We should lock Wright Thompson in a Faraday cage right now just to be safe. <laughs> you too, Luganbill, get in. The illicit son of Jimbo Fisher locked in a coal mine his whole <laughs> life. <laughs> Texas A&M played today too. It doesn't matter. Doesn't Jimmy's matter. Like, I think my son's very listed. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you say that? We have broken no laws. My penis has broken no laws. Oh, God damn it. Despite what Nick Saban alleged about my penis, it has broken no laws. <laughs> Nick's like, I never said a word about Jimbo's broke dick, so quit asking. It, it has never occurred to me that uh, Coach Fisher even has a penis. I have never thought about it. <laughs> Not even a little he is bit. Smooth down there, like a Ken doll, as are all men, in my estimation. Some of you are wanting me to Stetson and/or to Bennett. I'm not going to choose between them, so quit asking. She's Stetson uh, on my Bennett. That's, oh! Until until I mailman, oh! until I deliver. How many people are left in this? Oh man! You're grabbing them out. Nineteen oh nope. Nineteen oh one. We got to plumbing again. All right, yeah. we have to stop. We have to be done. This is like Splash Mountain. Oh no! Never mind. I'm sorry. No, once no. once it goes under nineteen hundred. Once it goes under nineteen hundred, we're done. All right. Yeah. Who wants to? Yeah. Oh, y'all want this to end? How? Yeah. Oh no! Powers? It went back up. Back up. I'll jump out. That'll help, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, no, no. please, can I jump out? <laughs> oh, we're holding steady at 1900. You, oh.
Ryan did it. Ryan did it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast after dark. Thanks to Richard for hanging around. Uh, that's Richard Johnson, who you can see with me on Monday night on the SEC Network at 7 p.m., where we will be thinking out loud and thinking recapping so loudly and recapping the week in SEC football. We will be doing this after the games every Saturday night this football season. Thanks, y'all. Y'all got anything else before I say bye? No, that's how we ended up in this conversation in the first place. Nobody gets to add anything else. All right. Bye. Good night, sluts. Go hog, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.